oh, it's me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Completely forgot where I was. Oh, wow. It's that kind of day, folks. All right, here we go. Seriously, there needs to be a blooper reel. Three men, five headlines, no warning, no rules, no holds barred. It's a right angle lightning round. Brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Green with Bill Whittle and Scott Odd. And that's right. I have hand-selected stories for Bill and Scott to give me their hottest takes. And they have no idea what's coming. So, uh, Bill, according to my notes, we're starting with you this week. New York City cracks down on crime by outlawing whipped cream purchases for people under 21. Oh, thank God. Finally, right? Thank God. You know, uh, Giuliani cleaned up the city, but back in the days of Dinkins and the years you know, before that, the, the, the amount of, uh, you know, you couldn't go into the subway system down there without getting completely immersed in Guys coming up to you and squirting you down the back of the neck with whipped cream. Uh, the the the, the, the <laughs> fact that the whipped cream problem has been canceled, or at least is being addressed in New York, I think is a sign that that despite what people say about these Democratic mayors not being serious, uh, they're going straight to the heart of the matter. Uh, as for me, uh, given the magnitude of this news, I frankly, Steve, I don't think it's. I, I think it's possible to imagine a world where you could basically spend your entire life in New York City and not be attacked with whipped cream. Now, it's going to take a while to get there, but um, yeah, this is the best news I've heard in, in, in a long time. Uh, I'm very glad that um, he's going after the guys who are drenching you in whipped cream because, frankly, when they, when they come at me with the Hershey syrup stuff, I actually really kind of enjoy that. <laughs> Well, I think we hit I'm, TMI on that one. Uh, I'm I just, assuming people you know, are huffing New York this finally stuff. Has some, yeah. Yeah. The thing is, now, now that New York finally has some uh, common sense whipped cream control, I think <laughs> we can start uh, uh, attacking things like high capacity uh, whipped cream cans and uh, rapid fire dispensers. Whoa, 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 whoa. The founders made whipped cream in small... Batches. Wooden <laughs> batches. Uh, the, the idea that you could have a pressurized can of wood. Your, your right to bear whipped cream is not is not extend to highly pressurized cans of whipped cream that produce whipped cream at an incredible volume. This is supposed to be a, a much more limited thing. They the never founders could that. foresee if they could foresee what what the capacity of modern whipped cream would be, then they would have completely rewritten the whipped cream amendment. One hundred percent. Absolutely. All right, uh, Scott, we're going to you. Nearly, oh man, talk about a shift in gears. We're doing a 180 here. Nearly a quarter of UK, United Kingdom adults won't turn on the heating this winter, according to a survey, as energy bills soar. Um, it comes amid us resounding warnings that people are in for a dire winter with the average household's yearly heating bill up from nearly 2,000 pounds uh, to nearly 3,600 pounds. Um, well, Scott, we know how to produce energy in abundance. What are we doing wrong? Well, I don't know if I want to lump myself in as a part of the we um, that's <laughs> that's in the British and uh, in, in the United Kingdom. But uh, yeah, I saw that, that headline too. And I thought, 
I, I've never even considered this, like that in August, I would be going, you know what? I am not turning the heat on this winter. Like so, like people are looking forward to this already. Yeah. Um, so things must be, it, it just kind of conveys like a sense of um, failure and disappointment and helplessness to be thinking this far in advance. Like if somebody called me and asked that question, I'd be like, I don't know, call me back in November, December. We'll see how things are going. Um, but it, it is, first of all, you know, people will survive this. Um, it, we did before we had anything other than wood uh, to survive on. But it, it is sad that with such uh, cheap, abundant power sources available to us today, that somebody in the so-called civilized world would even be thinking, you know, I, I don't have the ability to do that. I'm, I'm sitting here in Texas, which frankly, my entire neighborhood would not exist without the miracle of air conditioning. <laughs> yes. And uh, like, there would be nobody here. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's that's sad. Hope it doesn't come true. Uh, I suspect there's a little bit of uh, motivation on whoever did the survey behind it uh, to indicate that there's you know some terrible problem that could be addressed by additional tax dollars. Yeah, you know... Uh... Gosh, and this is what's happening in the UK under a conservative government. Uh, clearly, they they don't have a conservative party worth the name. Uh, Bill, back to you. Oh, I always love giving you a good California headline. California lawmakers reintroduce amended zero bail bill in waning days of session. But uh, three days prior to that, one California county saw 70% of criminal suspects released on zero dollar bail commit new crimes. Yeah. Whipped cream theft in California is just off the charts. <laughs> uh, you just you just can't find it. I mean, you can't you can't walk down the streets of, of Stockton without somebody coming up to you with a with a cool whip nozzle and putting it to your head and, 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 and saying, you know, your money or else we'll cover you in this delicious substance. Um look. We talked about this on your other episode, this the, the Charlie Christ episode. Progressives have no conception of how far away from mainstream America they are, and they have no conception of how unpopular these ideas are. So they're going to just keep doing them, and they're not going to stop. And then you're going to get the situation which you've gotten in New York, which is I saw an article this morning. There's from Ann Coulter said it took 20 years to round up the criminals in New York and under Giuliani and get the city livable. And in the space of one year, they've released all of them. And now it's back to being what it was in the 70s. It's a dangerous, deadly place to be. Um, and and so, okay, you know, Minneapolis said, let's defund the police. So they did. So the crime rate triples or whatever it is. Then they start screaming, well, we need to reinstate the police. This kind of virtue signaling it's out of fashion, guys. People, even as little as two, three years ago, still thought, well, you know, maybe we should. Be. No, everybody's sick of it. We're done with it. We're, we're sick and tired of it. And they're, they're so clueless and they're so bound by ideology that, that they simply can't see it. This is, the, this is what Marxism and leftism does to people. When this is your religion, your hobby, your family, all of it, when, that's, when politics is all you have, 
you cannot get out of that bubble. And so you'll go, you'll go and try and, and, and die on that hill for we should be releasing criminals and holding them for bail is, is racist and, and, and allowing uh, and not allowing um, guys who decide that they're, that they're going to be female athletes that day, not allowing them to compete is, is, a, is, is squashing their dreams and, and asking for an ID to vote when it's just, it's just plain, just plain intimidation. All of this stuff that we've been listening to for the last 10 years, especially, and getting louder and louder and louder, being repudiated across the board by everybody, and they don't see it. But the one thing I can assure you of is that when you are a politician who is going to go about anything that raises the crime rate, like defunding the police or, uh, you know, cash-free bail or, you know, essentially just catch and release kind of programs. The people that make those decisions are not in the neighborhoods that have to suffer from those decisions. That is the constant that I think you can see across the board. We're going to make this virtue signaling kind of thing to appeal to our left-wing base. And we are not going to have to pay the consequences of it because we live in gated communities and we, we can afford easily to pay for our own private police force. Yeah, it's uh, the people who suffer most under Democrat policies who are most likely to vote for Democrats. Uh, yeah, that's, this, figure that one out. This this makes no sense to me, folks. There's got to be there's got to be some change. All right, Scott, to you. Mm, I got I got you a Texas headline. Texas judge overrules ban on eighteen to twenty year olds carrying handguns because they were, and I quote the judge, part of the militia in the founding era. Isn't it nice to see a good civil rights update? So we had a ban on 18 to 20 year olds uh, open yeah. carry. Yeah. Well, you know, Texas wasn't always red. And then, and then a judge said no because the the framers and founders would have envisioned that an 18 to 20 year old would have definitely yeah. been fighting for his his territory or his country. Great. I, I I'm just learning about the ban when it's been repealed. Um, so this <laughs> is good. same. You know, it's funny because it's it is not. Uh, I'm not going to say it's a common occurrence, but it is not uh, a weird occurrence to be at a store or a restaurant or somewhere at a public event around here and see someone open carrying. Um, and we know many, many people are concealed carrying <laughs> uh, in Texas, and it's just part of what goes to making one feel safe um, in this. Uh, in this area of the country. Uh, it's why so many people want to move here in large part because they know that they have the freedoms that were enshrined in the Constitution and they, um, they, they have an opportunity to exercise those liberties that are God-given. Um, so, you know, that's, that's great to hear. And I'm, uh, to me, it, it does not surprise me that a Texas judge did this Unless, of course, he was from Austin, in which case that would be surprising. <laughs> then that would that would have been the shocker, right? Oh man, I got to tell you, if Texas had mountains, I would live there. I would have moved yeah, there too. years ago. West Texas, we've got some hills. It's not like Colorado, <laughs> but it's out there. <laughs> your your hills are what I call five thousand feet underground. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, uh, I got one for me. Oh, man, this story makes me a little sad, but I'm going to share it with you anyway. After proclaiming the opposite, medical pros quietly admit that mutilating trans yeah. kids and, you know, surgery 
uh, doesn't fix depression. That's from a uh, University of Washington medicine study. And the thing is, University of Washington tried to sell the results of the study as being the opposite of what they actually were. This was back in uh, February or March of this year. They got called out on it by some independent reporter, not one of the big papers. And they finally had to admit, well, yeah, uh, the surgery doesn't actually fix depression. And it's not just in kids. If you look at adults uh, uh, who have undergone uh, trans surgery, they have a suicide attempt rate of about 40%. It's higher than any other group you can you can imagine. And the thing is, that is un change. That 40% number is unchanged from people uh, suffering from this condition who did not undergo surgery and hormone treatments. So we got some really hurting people out there, a suicide attempt rate of 40%. We've got some really hurting people out there and everything we're doing is not helping. We got to turn this around. We, we got to stop doing this stuff to kids. All right. Uh, I wish I could end on a happier note this week. I promise I'll turn it around next time. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time. 